Hello and welcome to Ed Talk. My name is Alex Granados, reporter for Education NC and your host. Today we're speaking with Dr. Rosemary Stein. She's a Republican candidate for State Superintendent of Public Instruction. She and her husband run their own pediatric medical practice, the International Family Clinic in Alamance County. In addition, Stein serves on the board of North Carolina Smart Start Foundation, the NC Superintendent's Graduation Task Force, and the National Governors Association Early Literacy Committee. Welcome, Rosemary. Thank you, Alex. It's so happy. I'm so happy to be here. Well, I wanted to get started by asking you if you could tell me about the last time you were in the public school. It was about, I want to say about two months ago, um, about two, maybe three times a year, I'm asked to uh, to come into different schools and speak to uh, either uh, elementary school children or middle school children about being a doctor so that they're thinking about what their lives will be like and why it is that they're going to school. So I went to a small school, uh, one of our uh, local schools, and I spent a, a fantastic time. In fact, uh, my husband and I put together a, a small talk uh, just to talk about success and how I started in life, not very differently than themselves, because I'm a, a child uh, of Dominican immigrants, uh, and a lot of the kids in that school are as well. Um, well, they're, they're, they're I- I- children of immigrants, but not necessarily Dominican immigrants. And um, so did you attend public school? I did. I attended a public school in New York City. It was PS55 in Queens. And um, my memories of of public school are excellent. Okay. Well, I want to ask you a little bit about um, kind of the the different choices we have here in North Carolina and um, and the the students we have going to the the different options out there. So um, I'm going to break down the populations a little bit. So 6.2% of our students are in homeschool. Uh, 5.6% are in private school. 3.7 3.7 are in charter schools, and that leaves about 84.4% of kids in traditional public schools. So I'm curious, what do you think about this distribution of the students, and um, how do you think the the market share might change during your time in office? I am hoping that even though, uh, well, first of all, choice, uh, educational choices are a fantastic thing. Uh, I, I agree completely with choice. I think that um, having great options for charter schools is is fantastic. I'm hoping uh, not to necessarily decrease uh, the people who are going to private schools and to and, and to uh, and that parents are doing home schools, but I'd like to give them different options and not to be feel that they're forced into something that financially they may not be able to do or that uh, one parent is at home but feels pressed to go back uh, to the workforce. I'd like to make uh, public schools in North Carolina excellent so that everybody wants to consider it and not what I feel that we're doing today uh, where we're uh, choosing other options because we feel that the public schools are is perhaps not getting the job done the way that parents would like it to be. And so, like I said, about 84.4% in traditional public schools. And so what ideas do you have for making sure all students have access to a high-quality education in traditional public schools? I think the first thing is to consider what what is being done in the private schools and and charter schools that's making uh, those uh, choices uh, so, so attractive. Uh, and try to add some of those aspects into uh, public schools, particularly an excellent curriculum. And right now, as we know, I don't mean to get into into Common Core right now, uh, 
but it's, it's the number one complaint that I hear from parents uh, and from teachers is that it's it's difficult. Uh, it doesn't seem to be intuitive to the child, uh, nor to the teacher. And so I, I, I know that once we have a curriculum uh, that's excellent, that's provided at the level of DPI, um, that our, our education will improve and therefore uh, people will be happy with, the, with, with pub, this, the, the choice of having a public school uh, for the education of their children. Well, we can get into Common Core because that's actually my next question. Um, as you know, the Academic Standards Review Commission had been looking at um, you know, Common Core state standards and has come up with a variety of recommendations. And um, as the state board is taking up their recommendations, how would you lead the conversation about standards and the need for academic rigor? Well, I, I have uh, read through Common Core. In fact, my office is filled with Common Core uh, standard books and, and the curriculum uh, so that I could understand it better. Um, and the first thing that I have to say about Common Core as a pediatrician, as a developmental expert, it, it, in so many of its aspects, it does not meet the development of the child. There's a way that a child learns intuitively and all curriculum Throughout history, we know that the best curriculums and the standards that have been around have been those that have matched the child's development uh, as they're they're getting older and able to learn in different ways. And so, but on on the state board, there's obviously a variety of people. And so, at, at, assuming you were a superintendent, as the state board takes up the recommendations, you know there's going to be many different voices chiming in. So, so how would you, uh, you know, lead that conversation, steer that conversation, and and try to you know, promote a, a, for lack of a better word, harmonious discussion about where the state should move? I think that I would be a great um, speaker for that child development and having them understand, let's, let's go over this. Let's go over child development and what methodology in education actually is. Let me show you how this, the common core curriculum is not matching into that development. So that's what I was really uh, explaining, but not you know not as detailed as, as I am right now. But let me show you what an excellent curriculum actually does and how that enhances the the learning process of the child. Um, it, it's it's been one of my big points to say that education is built brick by brick, layer by layer, and when you don't do it that way, you have a, a an incomplete outcome. And so I I hope to be a great communicator of that uh, and. Uh, I did a similar thing on the college board. I, I was on the community college board for Alamance uh, Community College uh, up until about seven or eight uh, months ago. And I had a similar message to share about our completion rates for our community colleges, not just Alamance Community College, but throughout the state. And I was persistent. I messaged until we finally uh, put our eyes on the our failure to, to uh, graduate as many students as, as we, we should. And not just to graduate, but to give them uh, the skills and the knowledge that they needed to be able to graduate uh, fantastic uh, citizens to be able to, to, to uh, join the workforce. That's the same kind of communication skills that I hope to bring uh, to the superintendent uh, department. Um, I'm very persistent. And I, when it comes to development and how I've, I envision something needs to get done, uh, I, I try to be as good a communicator as possible in, in a very friendly but extremely persistent way. 
and and frankly, that's what I hope to bring uh, to the table. I, I, I want to talk to the legislators, but I want to talk to a lot of the administrators uh, at the level of, of DPI that are that, that would be working with me to say, how can we do this better? Uh, because we we have to make sure that our, our children are well trained and and, and uh, they, they are well prepared for life. And and my my thought process seeing our patients at, at the practice is that right now we're we're letting a lot of them slip through the cracks. So uh, a big problem facing North Carolina in the future is the teacher pipeline. Um, fewer students are enrolling in our schools of education, and you know we hear over and over again in education how important a high quality teacher is to student success. So. What if you become superintendent? What do you plan to do to make sure students have access to high quality teachers? I, th- I think you you hit the nail on the head right there, and it's it's two things. One, uh, what everybody talks about right now, which is teacher pay. Uh, but you know, let's get real. Not not teachers don't go into education just to be paid well, because otherwise they would choose something else. They also go for because they love kids or they love education. They really feel led. Um, when I talk to a young girl who's in high school and, and she tells me that she wants to be an educator, she's not asking me, so how much money do they make? She's, at, she's, she's really talking about, and we're talking together about what a joy it is to, to uh, be uh, that important in another child's life and see the, the beginning of the year and see the end of the year and see that process for that child uh, to have arrived in a, in a completely different destination. That's what teachers truly uh, or uh, students are, are really looking for. And that's what teachers want uh, to, to have uh, that sort of um, the, the feeling of, of accomplishment at the end of the year. When you have that and we're paying them well, then you have more recruitment and, and teachers will be there to voice that message of, I'm really happy being a teacher. I, I consider this a, a joy. That's what we really need. Those two factors working hand in hand. But just pay or uh, just having them uh, happy be, uh, because you know they're, they're doing a good job isn't quite enough. You really have to match both of them together. My next question is kind of a two-part question, but I'll ask the first part first. Um, so as our students graduate from high schools in North Carolina and even colleges in North Carolina, we want them to continue to call North Carolina home. Um, you know, if they leave to go to college in other states, we want them to come back. Do you think that students who are, you know, facing graduation and, and moving on out into the world, do you think that they have hope for a future for themselves in North Carolina? Well, uh, I have to say that you, you're talking perhaps to the wrong person because I love North Carolina. So so I um, would tell everybody to stay here. Uh, but I, I think that the, the future of North Carolina is bright. Uh, I, I think I see us as, as one of the most beautiful states uh, in the union. Uh, but I think that for teachers themselves, that we, we really have to um, make sure that, as I said, that, that we're paying them well, but that, that they're being trained well, but that we're giving them uh, a, a good opportunities within within uh, the education system, but also that, that feeling of accomplishment, which is not occurring right now. That, but we've not been messaging well uh, as a state uh, as to all the positive things, so that perhaps that's why there's so much attrition and we're losing a lot of teachers. Just I had just heard about uh, recruitment that's happening in our own state for the state of Texas and how 
or they're they're being recruited as as soon as they they become uh, more um, more proficient teachers. They're being recruited within those first two to three years, uh, but perhaps it's we're not messaging to our teachers in North Carolina uh, that this is a fantastic state. What the legislature uh, is hopefully thinking of doing within the few next few years, and how we value teachers. I mean that. And that's part of what I believe the superintendent of public instruction can be doing. You know, we're not just, uh, we shouldn't be just talking to the parents and, and the children uh, from, from uh, the head of the department, but we should be talking to teachers on a regular basis and telling them how valuable they are to us, not just at the department, but as the, the trainers and the, and, and the co-formers of our children's futures. So you actually started to answer my second question, which was as an, an elected uh, representative, um, or elected superintendent, rather. Um, what do you think you could do to, in, you know, instill this hope in in our children? And um, if you have more to say, that's fine. But you also answered it. No, I, I think that's that's pretty much it. I I would like to see the office used more, whether it's myself or another, uh, a, a, another person who who uh, is successful at being superintendent. I would like to see the office used uh, as a a venue for communication uh, uh, to the parents, to students, and, and to the, the teachers, uh, because there's so much that we, we can do uh, to communicate great ideas and, and to encourage and to support each other, uh, to give stories of when I was young and, and my first job, uh, even as a teenager, was as, as a student. But it's those kinds of stories that, that people share uh, that make uh, the, the, the young teacher or the teacher who's struggling in a, in a specific moment say, you know, this is worthwhile. I can stick through this just a little bit longer. And when she sticks through it a little bit longer, then it makes all the difference to her and her family, but also to her students in the end. And and, and we we lose something very valuable when we're not communicating to that that group uh, in in our uh, in, in our communities. If you're elected, what do you think will keep you up at night? Um Oh, that's an interesting question. I hadn't thought about what would keep me up at night. Um, probably what would keep me up the most would be interpersonal relationships uh, of people who are not seeing eye to eye and trying to get them to work together for the great cause of our children. Uh, and um, I would try to use uh, you know, my, my skills as a, a communicator uh, and be very patient in, in trying to work uh, towards having that that same vision, I think I think that's the most difficult part. I I don't have uh, a worry that our children won't do well if we do have uh, the 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 a great curriculum and we're and we're uh, helping uh, to train teachers well and we're giving them that stimulus of of having them understand their value in society. So I I don't think that the children per se will keep me up would keep me up at night. But it's those interpersonal relationships and the differences sometimes in the vision of one, what one group of people, one individual wants to accomplish versus another that will be the most challenging. And also, you know, when there are changes, there are, there are always going to be uh, some doubts in the middle of that, whether this is going to succeed. And, and uh, you question yourself because you're, you're risking a lot. Uh, to get, uh, you know, to get big things accomplished. So I'm sure that there are going to be moments where, there, where there's, a, there's a little bit of questioning where I'm going to wonder, did, did I make the right choices? Did I, did I put in 
uh, or suggest great curriculums? Did, did I put great leaders in? Uh, and, you know, time will test that. And I'll be tested in my patience and, and my standing my ground. Uh, but I do believe that when when you do things for the right reasons and, and, and you risk of yourself and you give of your time and of your effort, that, that it will work out for, for a great result. If you knew that everybody who was going to vote in the election for superintendent were listening right now, what would you say to them? Uh, that I have a vision that, that the children of North Carolina can achieve greatness. Um, it's been done before because a classical uh, type curriculum, and what I mean by that is building a, a education uh, from the ground up, layer by layer, that matches the, the development of the child. When you put that in place and you put great leadership, you will get great outcomes. And I want you to see that vision and understand that we can do this together. We don't have to worry about our children all night. And my last point uh, about education is that parents need to be engaged. You need to see that future of your child. You, you need to uh, be involved uh, with the teacher, making a great relationship, uh, because you are the most important person in that child's life. And when you are engaged, your child will be successful. That There is no doubt of that. If you vote for me, that's the kind of visionary thought that, that I will come with, and I will do everything for your children to make sure that they succeed. Rosemary, thanks so much for talking with me. Thank you. It was a pleasure to be here. Rosemary Stein is a Republican candidate for State Superintendent of Public Instruction. She and her husband run their own pediatric medical practice, the International Family Clinic in Alamance County, and Stein serves on the board of the North Carolina Smart Start Foundation, the North Carolina Superintendent's Graduation Task Force, and the National Governors Association Early Literacy Committee. And I'm Alex Granados, reporter for Education NC, and you've been listening to Ed Talk.